Hello and welcome to Time of Your Life, the show that discusses all things midlife and beauty for women who are in midlife. This week I'm talking to Severine Menem. Severine is a registered nutritional therapist and a health coach for women over 40 struggling with weight loss and menopause symptoms. She is also a menopause trainer for financial service organisations looking to establish menopause initiatives designed to support their female talents going through the menopause, which sounds highly enlightened to me. Severine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. No problem. I've wanted to get you on for a long time, as you and I both know. Um, now, menopause can be a really challenging time for women. We're going to go straight into this. Mm-hmm. How much can nutrition really support the changes that are happening in our bodies? Well, um, menopause, as you know, is, is not only physical and mental, it's everything around us, uh, from stress at work, the family, the children, the parents. And nutrition is something that binds everything all together, and it can have a lot of impacts. Um, whether it's to start with having constant energy levels, you know, all day long to face the day. It can also help with feeling mentally strong, with sleeping well, obviously with uh, with losing weight and regaining confidence in that way. But also you have to think that nutrition is also a great way to be preventative of everything that can happen when we grow older. And, you know, we tend to get these typical chronic diseases such as diabetes, cholesterol, osteoporosis, and and so on. So nutrition, yeah, can do a lot of things. You're you're so right because... Actually, you, you can't look at it as I'm just doing this for the menopause. You've got to look at it as mm-hmm. I'm making these changes to set myself up so that I don't end up in, on drugs um, or, or I live well as long as I possibly can. Yes, you can do that. Nutrition can definitely do that. I mean, there is so much that you can do with nutrition, but if you have time and you're willing to experiment, I think you can achieve miracles. I'm just thinking when you say experiment, I'm thinking of some other things you've eaten, including... Was it shark? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Um, I love experimenting. So, yeah, I had shark in, um, in Australia. You know, that, the typical fish and chip, it's shark. I had oh. guinea pig in Peru. I had bisons in, uh, in America. I, I just love trying new things. It's just, uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Maybe we're not as experimental as that. Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so, now, if we adopt a new look at our nutrition, mm-hmm. what changes can we expect physically and mentally? Manage our expectations on how much nutrition can do. Well, you can expect a lot of changes, but I, I can say it depends how much you're willing to, to try and how long you're willing to give it. Because you can't expect uh, things to happen overnight. It's absolutely unrealistic for two points of view. The first one is we're creatures of habits. So we've been used all our life, especially when we get into middle age, to a certain diet. Okay, we might have been on a diet as such to lose weight, but most of the time, you know, we are eating within our comfort zone. And and changing that is not necessarily easy. So it takes time. We can't get from one extreme to another for the long term. We have to start with experimenting, finding very comfortable with that, and and then moving on to the next stage. So that's one thing that means that you know it might take a while and also for the body itself you know it's it's a beautiful machine and yes it's a machine but you can't just do one thing and expect changes overnight yeah Uh, it takes time for the body to um to adapt for example you know we know now that we can run on carbohydrates and fats 
And if you run on carbohydrates all your life and you want to ch change to, to move to a more ketogenic diet, so mostly based on fat, you know, you will have an adaptation for the body to be able to produce all the, the enzyme and all, everything you need to digest the fat well and, and be at your optimal health. How long does that take typically? It depends. It depends on your previous diet. It depends on your health. It depends on other things. So what, what are the, what are the first changes you would suggest that any woman going into menopause and, and having, having uh, challenges? Cause some women, as we know, don't have a problem through menopause. So yes. When they're some having very lucky women. <laughs> <laughs> of which I think you're one, aren't you? But then we're never sure if it's your nutrition or not. Well, you know, I'm doing all, all I can and I'm, I'm not quite. Yeah. Yes. I'm doing my best. Yes. Okay. So what are the first changes you would recommend for women? Um, the all change, do you mean from just nutrition or lifestyle yeah, just, in general? Actually, no, we'll go lifestyle as well as nutrition. Okay. The thing is, um, nutrition can do a lot, but I would say if you want full results, you have to incorporate lifestyle in general, as in make sure you optimize your sleep, make sure you optimize your exercise, make sure you optimize your stress management, make sure you diminish your toxins as much as possible. And once you do all that, then you can accept, you can expect to have a miracle, you know, results, I would say. That's how I did it and, and I'm doing it and that's how it, I think it works. You know, if, if you don't mind me giving an example, which is not really related to menopause, but what happened to me and what confirmed to me that, you know, our lifestyle is, is essential is when I was in my mid 30, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which is okay, very common yeah. for women. Which is, uh, as we, as we go older, it's, it's more and more women will be diagnosed. So very common. You just take hormones for the rest of your life and that's it. And for me, it was like a, a waking uh, point because it's like, okay, fine. So I'm getting older, which is not a problem. You know, I was embracing, you know, age, but I don't want to rely on medication on my life, even if it's nothing. And even if it's, it doesn't have any side effects. And so I started from that age to experiment with my diet, to experiment with my lifestyle. And within three years, actually, I didn't have hypothyroidism anymore and I didn't take, need to take my medication anymore. And I was such an eye opener that, you know, when you live the life the way you're supposed to, to do it with your right nutrition, the right lifestyle, then, you know, you don't necessarily need to have the medication. And that's why I retrain as a nutritional therapist. And nowadays, that's what I see with women working with me. You know, they sometimes are on medication and as a result as working with me, they don't necessarily need the medication anymore. So that's how much I believe in nutrition, basically. Right. Talk to us about, about weight as well, because is yes. weight gain inevitable? And why do we all struggle with it? Is it because we've become lazy with our diets? Because we've brought up children and we've taken some easy weight sometimes. Is it because we are, um, you know, naturally losing muscle? Is it because our metabolism is slow? Why, why do we all seem to put on weight as we get into menopause and in our 50s? Well, I think it's a bit of everything. And you're right. As we get older, our metabolism doesn't work as, as well. The thyroid, as I mentioned, doesn't work as optimally. So obviously, you know, if it doesn't work as optimally, we, we will tend to put on more weight. Um, there is a, also a question of how we used to to deal with food and what you can get away until perimenopause. You can you can't necessarily do it anymore because hormones 
don't necessarily react the same and all hormones are, are linked. Yes. So that's a problem. And obviously if you had children that has an impact and, and or everything is interactive. I, I can't say that there is only one reason why we put on weight. I think there are a number of reasons, but according to research, um, what you should expect as, as an extra weight to gain during that um, period of time is just half a stone. So three kilos. So if you take more than three kilos, there is something that you're not doing quite right. And having a review of your diet or lifestyle, because everything is linked, of course, you know, you would definitely benefit from it. Okay. So is, is the three kilos inevitable or is that kind of just a guide and we could actually control that as well? I'm sure we can control that. Um, but three kilos is, is not much. Usually the, the women I work with, they just eat a lot more than three kilos. Three kilos is not even a size up. It's just like feeling a bit uncomfortable. But if you, if you do watch your diet, if you do exercise, I, I'm sure you can, you can, uh, you cannot put on these three kilos. And actually, I know a lot of women who are much healthier and much lighter in their midlife than they were as a, as a young adult and, and before the, yeah. The pyramid was yes. happened. That's not helping, Severine. We all feel like, okay. like tremendous failures now. No, we know. Because, because, it, because you're, you're absolutely right. Because because fifty percent of midlife women are obese, and we've let, that oh, must wow. mean we've we've let us let that happen to ourselves. And that's that's quite sad, isn't it? And I, I'm I'm one of them at the moment. I mean, I'm I'm losing weight at the moment. But <laughs> that's I, good. I'm clear, I'm, it, it is good, but I feel I. Here's the thing. I can't celebrate that. I just beat myself up that why didn't I do this before? Why I think I it's just a out? question of, of priorities and values, to be honest, because people who value their health, who value um, not putting on weight and, and exercising and eating the right thing, they don't tend to put on weight. And people who have other priorities at some point, you know, um, eating right might be at the very end of the scale. So I... It's not necessarily right to you to be angry at yourself. I mean, at oneself, not, not you particularly, but it's, it just happens. I think women in, in the UK are very ambitious, very career driven. And that's probably why, you know, they put on more weight than other women in, in, uh, in Europe, for example. Right. What should we give up during menopause and what should we embrace nutritionally? Oh gosh, so give, I me, love... give me some basics. <laughs> I love this question. Usually yeah. I'm always asked, you know, Oh, what should I eat? What should I eat? And sometimes it's like, hang on a minute, you know, sometimes it's not what you need to eat. It's more like what you shouldn't eat that yes. will make all the difference. So love your question. So I think it's, it's the usual, you know, um, to start with sugar and any sweetness. Uh, we know how addictive it is. Yes. And it doesn't serve any purpose other than just feeling good about ourselves. So if, if we can find a substitute for feeling good without having sugar, that would be a, a win-win situation. So that's one thing. Excess salt. Yeah. Um, because as women, we need salt. We need sea salt because of the iodine. Iodine is essential for good health of the thyroid, which control the metabolism. So it's still important to eat them, but not in excess. So when we eat out sometimes, um, you know, we don't, we're not in control of how much salt gets in our plate and, and we have to be careful about that. Uh, I would say next one to give up would be the trans fats. Yeah. Because, uh, it's carcinogenic. So it's typically what is the fried food, the packaged food. We don't know what type of fat is in that. And that doesn't help. Yeah. I remember that the trans fats used to be in biscuits as well. I'm not sure yes. they are these days. 
Oh, they, they probably are, but it's just like they've got different names now. It's, it's just like additives, which was actually going to be the next thing, you know. We okay. know that the product manufacturers are still using additives. They're just clever now. They don't use the E number. They use a proper name and people don't know, which is, I think, very clever, but very naughty at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, isn't it? It is, it is very clever and very naughty, but... It's a billion dollar business and they, they want to sell their product. So that's, that's, exactly. that's why they do it. But exactly. Yes. And we need to be addicted to that in order to buy again and, you know, for the PNL to happen. So yes. in, in the same way, you know, it's like soft drinks. What, what do soft drinks bring to us? But apart from comfort, nothing. So it's the same. Soft drinks is basically sweeteners and additives and that's it. Severine, so I went to someone's house the other day for, for mm-hmm. drinks and, and I, I, I said to them, look, we're not going to be any fun. And I got there and they said, well, what would you like to drink? And I've given up alcohol. So I said, I just like tap water. And they looked absolutely horrified. And they kept trying to give me something like elderflower, cordial or something like that. Mm. And it, it, they, it made them really uncomfortable that I didn't want a sugary drink. Yes, because in, I mean, I'm from France. Obviously, you can recognize that from my accent. Yes. We, we, we would understand. Usually when someone says no, that's fine. You know, we just like, they've got their reason and that's okay. And, uh, I think in the UK, I remember when I was, uh, when I moved there from France and I had my first job actually in the UK and, you know, you go out with drinks afterwards and, and they want to force, not f- force you to drink alcohol is a bit too strong, but they really encourage you to, to join the fun and have alcohol and lots of it. And it's like, mm, that's not right. You know, I wouldn't feel that much pressure in France. No, it's, it's odd, isn't it? Because you're absolutely mm. right. And I, and I wonder if it's because. They want to drink and they feel awkward around someone who yes. doesn't drink. They just don't understand how we can't, we can have fun without it. Yes, so that's is, exactly is alcohol, that. Yeah. Is alcohol on your list for giving up? Yes, it is. It was actually the next <laughs> one. It's a massive <laughs> trigger for menopause and, and you probably know that, you know, for hot flashes oh, yes. and so on. Just as coffee is. But coffee is a bit, tri- is a tricky one because coffee has an impact on, on, gives you energy and is good at the same time. It's, it's got very, very good thing for the brain. But it can backfire. So you have to give it a try with and without and see what works best for you. And the last one, I mean, I've got two more on the list. Uh, Spicy foods, which is a trigger for for hot flashes. And the last one is gluten and dairy. It's, I found that most women I work with are not doing so well with gluten. And when they don't do well with gluten, they don't do well with dairy either. So it's it's on a case-to-case basis, but usually women don't do that great uh, with them, especially if they are very addicted to sugar. It's like the See, I find, weird combination. I find if I eat carbs, I get that tremendous tiredness. In, you know, if I, have, if I have some sort yes. of pasta for lunch, I get that tremendous tiredness in the afternoon. But I, seem, I, I love dairy, love a bit of dairy. Mm-mm, it's very addictive. It, yeah, it's fantastic stuff. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not that bad, actually. It's it's fat and uh, fat and protein, so theoretically, it's uh, it's not bad. Um, the only thing is is the milk is um, tends to raise insulin uh, in the body. Oh, does it? Well, it tends to. It depends on the people. That's the thing, you know. With nutrition, you've got the rule, but everyone is a bit different genetically, so you never really know how a person is going to react to food. So you have to do testing and you. Know, or trial and error. It, it's it's really hard to say you should do that because ideally you should do that, but maybe for you or a certain person that wouldn't work. So not great. 
I've been reading the book. I think it's called Spoon Fed. Have you have you seen that, Severine? No, I haven't read this one. Okay, it's by. I think it's by. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something completely wrong. I think it's by Doctor Tim. Oh, can't remember his surname. Um, and he 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 says in that that you know they've done studies on twins and mm-hmm. they react completely different, even though their their DNA is completely identical. They react mm-hmm. very differently to to nutrition. Um, yeah. So I think I think you're absolutely. I'm not right surprised. Are you, uh, you not? No, I'm not. I'm not. It's just, it's so personal, really. And also, I wouldn't even add it's personal, but also it depends at which time you are in your life. So what could be great at some point may be, become not great at, at something else. And you might have to switch your diet again. It's just like an ongoing learning of what you need to do and not to do. And the best thing for, to, to deal with that is to listen to your body. Because the body is always right, basically. It's how much you're willing to listen to the symptoms. Now, let's say you've worked with your clients and you've implemented mm-hmm. these changes. What kind of change have you seen in the woman and her relationships around her, be it at work or at home? Uh, what, what changes? What do you mean in, in terms of um, menopause in, in, symptoms? Improvements. Improvements. Yes. Uh, I've, I've seen tre- tremendous symptoms. Um, um, usually it starts with um, much um, massive improvement in energy levels. So the person is not tired from morning to evening. They just like wake up refreshed and they're ready to go. And they've got like great blood sugar control. They're not, uh, they don't need a nap after lunch, even though, you know, you, you can't really never do a nap, but that, that's the first thing. And then they don't have any issue falling asleep. So yeah. that's one thing. And then it's all the symptoms that, that, gets improved. So sometimes, you know, it, they, they get completely resolved and sometimes you need to do something else with supplementation. It, it really depends on the people. But I've always, with all the women I've worked at, having the right nutrition has helped uh, with every symptom. Uh, and should we be taking supplements? Yes and no. <laughs> I think okay. yes, because most diets are suboptimal nutritionally. So it was always good to have a boost now and then. And no, because um, it depends on, on the supplements. You've got synthetic supplements, you've got um, food-grade supplements. It, it really depends what you're trying to achieve. Uh, so it's, it, it, uh, it depends. Again, you know, <laughs> with nutrition, I think it really depends. But if, if you were to take supplements, I think you can never really go wrong with having a general multivitamins and minerals for women over 40. You've got many of them at the moment, which are usually pretty nice with the ingredients um a good omega-3 that helps with the skin and the brain yeah a good vitamin d3 that helps um with many things but immunity and at the moment we really need to boost our immunity support our immunity magnesium help with the stress the sleep and the last one would be vitamin c that is good for uh, our energy level for immunity but also for um making our skin sorry and the last one is the our blood vessel vessels to make them really strong because as a woman getting older we get more issues with cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. uh, and what do, what does an ideal menopause diet look like for you okay well <laughs> um it's hard to say ideal, but what I would start is with with a plate with about twenty five percent of proteins, uh, which I, I think should be about twenty five grams of protein per meal, and then um, half of the plate would be some non starchy vegetable with a minimum of three vegetable. What we're trying to do is add variety, 
to the diet, you know, to get the, the rainbow diet, like, which is uh, always recommended. About 15% of starchy vegetables or non-gluten grains, uh, some good fats. So uh, by that, I mean like avocado, uh, olives, oily fish, which is obviously a uh, protein, but that's important, olive oil, these kind of things. And if yeah. we could add some nutrient booster, like fresh herbs, spices, fermented foods, um, that would be ideal. Okay. And um, when, when your clients have, have worked with you, do they continue working with you or are they done? Or, 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 or do they get cured? Does that, does that make sense? Oh, it, it is. I, I can't cure anyone. <laughs> I can help with symptoms. Sometimes the symptoms just go away. Um, the thing with menopause is you don't tend to have the same symptoms all the time. And as, as yeah. the, your age, the symptom tends to be different. For If I take my own example, which I can speak about because there is no GDPR thing. You know, uh, two years ago, I started with some symptoms which I worked on with diet and, and lifestyle, they went away and then some others appeared. And again, I worked on them. So basically that's how it happens. But if you, if you manage to find the right diet for you, the right lifestyle, I think it's highly unlikely that more stuff will um, appear at some point. Severine, that's amazing. Um, right. Now I'm going to pop you on a desert island. You've mm-hmm. got unlimited sunscreen. What is the one <gasps> <Love> you? <laughs> you wait. Oh no, sunscreen. I, I I don't I don't use sunscreen. I'm really bad. Okay, according well, to the government. Some. What is the one beauty product you would take with you besides that? For me, the the one beauty product that I that is very important is perfume. Yes. Uh but perfume and sun don't do well, so I don't know if yeah, yeah, the sun's gone down. Can you can spray it. You can okay. spray it when the sun's gone down. Yes. Uh, and which fragrance so then, would you take? Oh, uh, Chanel. Number Allure five. By Chanel. No, Allure by Chanel. Allure. Yes, very nice. Thank you, Severine. Thank you so much for joining us. It's incredible what you can do with nutrition, and I would recommend yeah. anyone to check out your website. Um, I'll put you. the details up. Thank you so much for coming on. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me, Karen. So that's all for this week. We'll have another guest next week. In the meantime, take care and I'll speak to you then. Bye.